Shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom. We have a detailed lesson prepared for our brothers and sisters internationally. Today's lesson will be called A Heathenistic Society, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson will expose the immorality perpetuated in a society governed by heathens, brothers and sisters. The depravity and degradation of the world as a result of heathen influence. The world we see today brothers and sisters, is a result of a civilization that has been contaminated by wickedness. So we're going to use the Bible to give some resolve to these societal ills, brothers and sisters. A heathenistic society. We're going to start at Job 9 and 24. Job 9, verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. Right. So the possession and dominion of the earth, brothers and sisters, is in the hand of the immoral. The condition of the earth is the evidence of wicked rulership. Can you read that one more time, brother? The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covered the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? It says he covered the face of the judges thereof to let you know there's no righteous judgment, brothers and sisters, within the earth. Why? Because it's in the hand of the wicked. So the meek, the humble, the poor are disregarded and trampled in this earth, brothers and sisters. And the Bible is going to give some resolve to the things that we see on a day-to-day -day basis, brothers and sisters. We're going to read that one more time before we move on. Verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covered the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? We're living in a wicked society, brothers and sisters. And anybody who can't see that is probably dealing with some level of that wickedness themselves. All Israelites, those who follow the laws, follow the Bible, can, can see clearly. There's clarity there as it pertains to the condition, as it pertains to immorality, as it pertains to iniquity, brothers and sisters. So we're going to use the Bible to see what can we do? What, what can we do to make a change? We're going to Psalms, excuse me, 1 John 5 and 19. We're going to the New Testament, brothers and sisters. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19. 1 John 5 and 19. And we know that we are of the Most High. And the whole world lieth in wickedness. Read that last part again, brother. And the whole world lieth in wickedness. So we as believers, brothers and sisters, have to overcome an earth plagued with iniquity and perverseness, brothers and sisters. Satan has a spiritual control over the entire earth. The entire earth. Drug use. Drug abuse. Sexual immorality. Homosexuality. This is all at its height, brothers and sisters. Anybody who doesn't see a problem with this world is immoral themselves, brothers and sisters. I spoke to a brother a few months ago, and I asked him, just to see what the integrity of his heart was. I said, brother, if there was anything you could change in this world, what would you change? He said, nothing. I mean, it's fine the way it is. Now, any man that says that is probably an Edomite, which this brother was. Yeah, it is. It, it, listen, for a white man, this is the perfect earth. <laughs> this is the perfect earth for a white man, but for the poor, for the meek, for the humble, for the Israelites, for the people of color, this is a wicked and perverse society, brothers and sisters. And the Bible is magnifying that. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 19. And we know that we are of the Most High, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Right. So if you look at the earth, as wicked, then you know that you're of the Most High God. 
brothers and sisters. All of us understand. Those of us who are listening to this broadcast right now, those of us who follow the laws, statutes, and commandments, understand the battles you deal with on a day-to-day just trying to uphold righteousness. We're going to go to Psalms 53, just to, just to magnify, just to edify that particular point. A heathenistic society, brothers and sisters. We're going to read verse 2 and 3. Psalms 53, verse 2. The Most High looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. When the Most High looks down to see who's following him. Verse 3. Every one of them is gone back. Read that part again, brother. Every one of them is gone back. They are all together become filthy. Look at that. He's saying when he looked down on the earth, brothers and sisters, he sees nothing but growing corruption. The whole earth is estranged from the Most High, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, Brother Corey? Verse 3. Every one of them is gone back. They are all together become filthy. There is none that do good. Not No, not one. Examine that, brothers and sisters. The whole earth is under the control of the wicked one. And those are the scriptures we go to when brothers or sisters say there can't be a God. Look at all the war. Look at all the poverty. Look at all the sickness. Hey, the Bible says the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. The Most High is only dealing with a few people. The people who are following him. Satan have control of this earth only because the Most High allocated it to him for a bigger plan, brothers and sisters. The Bible's telling you nobody's following the Most High. Everybody's main focus is being entertained in fulfilling their flesh, the lust of their flesh. So the question is, why has wickedness wickedness increased? Why is that? Amos 8 and 11 will tell us. Why has wickedness, wickedness increased, brothers and sisters? Amos 8 and 11. Behold, the days come, said the Most High God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the word of the Most High. See, that's why, brothers and sisters. So, not a famine of the word. The word is being taught, brothers and sisters. The word is being taught, but it's a famine of hearing the word, brothers and sisters. Nobody is listening to the Bible. Nobody's reading or studying the Bible. Nobody's adhering to the judgments contained in the Bible. And because of that, the earth is given into the hand of the wicked, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 11. Behold, the days come, saith the Most High God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the word of the Most High. Now, this hearing includes focused, careful attention that ends in obedience, brothers and sisters. Even Christians. It's going in one ear and out the other, brothers and sisters. And because of that, It has resulted in a wicked earth, a wicked society run by heathens. And when we say heathens, for those who who may not know, who may be hearing this broadcast for the first time or not know what the substance or the mission of this church is, a heathen is somebody who doesn't adhere to law. They don't follow any laws. They do whatever they want to do. do. Do as thou wilt. They can eat whatever they want. They can celebrate whatever they want. They can have intercourse with whoever or whatever they want. 
That by definition is a heathen, brothers and sisters. They do whatever they want. We know many people like that, brothers and sisters. We know many people who just do what they want to do. No instruction. No structure. These people are heathens and have led to what we see today. We're going to go to 2 Timothy 3 and 16. We're going to the New Testament, brothers and sisters. Please follow us. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. Now remember, it said that there's a famine of hearing the word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Read that again, brother, from the top, please. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. For, for doctrine. Reproof. So so it's, it's profitable for teaching, brothers and sisters. So it's to be used to instruct people on how to know God better. This is one thing that's missing because nobody's hearing it. For reproof, for correction. So it said reproof, brothers and sisters, or for rebuke. So the idea of exposing or pointing out sin, that's not happening either because nobody's listening to the word. For correction. Correction. So the scriptures point out sin, brothers and sisters, and also offers a solution to it, brothers and sisters. These are all the things that you can gain out of biblical text. And for instruction and in righteousness. That's, that's the main part right there. Read that one more time, brother, from the top, please. Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction and in righteousness. See? So the fourth reason the, for the Bible is it's profitable for training in righteousness, brothers and sisters. So there's no instruction for righteousness. That's why we're in a wicked world. Nobody's hearing the word. So they don't know how to be righteous. You, There's no way you could know how to be righteous without the Bible, brothers and sisters. There's no way. Re read the next scripture, brother, please. Verse 17. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. See? This is how we perfect ourselves, men and women alike. This is what we utilize the Bible for, brothers and sisters. So all of the things that we just read previously are the things that is not being received in this earth. Why? Because there's a famine of hearing the word, brothers and sisters. There's a famine. We're going to get some resolve today, brothers and sisters. We're going to use the Bible to get some resolve. How do we resolve this heathenistic society, this world of confusion? We're going to go to 2 Timothy 3 because the Bible would tell you, he would give you some insight into the things that we would see as the earth progressed. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. 2 Timothy 3 and 1. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. So in the last days, which we're in today, you hear even Christians saying that we're in the last days. Everybody knows that. Where perilous times would come. Why? Because it's a famine of hearing the word of God. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 1. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Lovers of, them own, of their own selves, brothers and sisters. So people would be looking out for themselves. They would not care about community. They would not care about family or friends. You have men walking away from their families. 
You have people robbing each other for filthy lucre, brothers and sisters. All about numero uno. Can you read that again? For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous. Covetous. Everything they see, well, I should have that. Well, why does he have that? I actually should have that. And that brings on hate, brothers and sisters. Not that they hate you, but they're looking at what you have saying, well, why don't I have that? I, I deserve that. Covetousness, brothers and sisters. Uh, covetousness. Boasters. Boasters. Now, you can listen to hip-hop and understand what this is. Look at my car. Look at my chain. Look at my girl. Look at my rims. <laughs> this is what music has become. Brothers and sisters, these are the things that would start to rise in the end days because there's a famine of hearing the word of God. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, blasphemers, people who say there is no God. Disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents. And we're in a society that would allow that, brothers and sisters. They, they would try to separate you from your family for disciplining your child. Now, you can look at these People who are blowing things up, shooting up mosques, amongst other public things. These are people that had no instruction, no discipline, brothers and sisters. You, you can't even discipline your children anymore, which has led to children being disobedient, brothers and sisters. Which is something the Most High God takes very serious. Now, we want to magnify that because now that we're in the truth, brothers and sisters... A lot of us think because my mom is not in the truth or my dad's not in the truth, I can't respect that. When, hey, that's your mother and that's your father. That's the Ten Commandments. So irregardless of whether they're following the Bible as, it's, so, as they're supposed to follow it, you still have a duty to honor your mother and father. Some people think because they got the truth, they got the truth so they can correct their mother and father. You didn't get the truth for that. You didn't get the truth for that. I know brothers who will go into mama's house. Swing the fridge open. What you with the? They got ham, pork, ham hocks up in there, pig feet. Like, hold on, brother. She like this is the same food I raised your behind on. The truth wasn't given to us for us to disrespect our parents, brothers and sisters. Now, as long as they're not telling you to go celebrate Christmas or something like that, you're supposed to honor your mother and father, brothers and sisters, in order to have a long life. That shows that you're actually following the book. No matter how much knowledge you have, brothers and sisters, we're supposed to honor our mother and father. <clears throat> Verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Unthankful. We will continue to look at not what we have, but the things we don't have. Say, I don't have this, and I don't have that, and I don't have this. When, listen... If you have life, you really have nothing to complain about, brothers and sisters. The Bible tells you that. Because it could always be worse. Always. It could always be worse. I always remember that when things aren't going just perfect, I know how much worse it can be. And I know that if I'm unthankful, that low estate that I'm in, he will make it lower. <laughs> it really gives you something to complain about. So we must always be thankful, brothers and sisters. These are the things. You would ha have children calling out their parents. Well, I wasn't raised with this. They didn't give me that. They didn't give me this. Listen, your parents did the best they could. They have this, this mechanism now where you go to a psychiatrist and talk about how bad of a parent <laughs> that your parent was and all the things you didn't have. 
brothers and sisters. This is what's being promoted in a heathenistic society. Unthankful, <clears throat> unholy, without natural affection. Without natural affection. So you would have homosexuals running loose, brothers and sisters. People looking out for themselves, brothers and sisters. You would have people who they have this term, which is gay for pay. So if you pay me, I'll be gay. This exists, brothers and sisters. Oh, that's actors all day. Yeah. Even these actors, brothers and sisters. I've seen uh, men who claim I'm actually straight, but I can make more money if I'm a gay prostitute instead of just. This is what's going on, brothers and sisters. This is what's going on. No natural affection, no love for your brethren. Where a man can't tell his brother, listen, man, I love you, man. I love you, brother, as a brother. These are the things that would arise. Why? Nobody's listening to the word. Uh, can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 3. Verse 3. Without natural affection. Truce, truce breakers. Truce breakers. People who don't keep their promises, brothers and sisters. They would just put it out there and, and, and it would be just that. Where I'm from, the only thing a man has is his word, brothers and sisters. People don't even respect their own word. Won't keep promises. Truth breakers, false accusers, liars, and incontinent. What does that mean, brothers and sisters? That means there's no contentment. Nothing that you have is good enough. Well, I, I need more. I need this. The house isn't big enough. The car isn't new enough. Nobody's content, brothers and sisters. We have to be content. Fierce, despisers of those that are good. Those of us who follow the Bible know this to be true. You're actually the enemy. Because, you, matter of fact, you're in a cult, actually. You're a cult. Because you're not, you, you ain't eating this pork, this crab, shrimp, lobster. You're in a cult. You're not celebrating pagan Christmas? Nah, something. You're being controlled, brother. You're being controlled. Sister, you dressing modestly? Nah, somebody controlling you. You're in a cult, sister. You ain't showing your behind? See? Despisers of those that are good. Verse 4. Traitors. Heady. High-minded. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. So looking to fulfill their flesh. God say no. You say, hey man, listen. I need to do this. I, I need to feel this sin. I need to. Most I say no. I spoke to a sister. I said, sister, you know, you're grown. You pay your, you know, you buy your own food. But the Bible tells you that if you eat this pork, that you're going to have health issues. She said, but it tastes good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that tastes good. So you, based off what, what tastes good, <laughs> you'll follow that because it tastes good? This is what's going on, brothers and sisters. Verse 5. Having a, having a form of godliness. Right. We see that with Christians. Christians claim to love God, love Christ, but follow nothing in the book. Actually, the law is done away with. That's Old Testament. I can eat that. I can celebrate that. Just pray over it. Having a form of godliness. These pastors, having a form of godliness. But when you actually break it down, when you're educated and you see, yeah, he's nice, he smiles, you know, he prays over me. But then it comes to, hey, brother, the Sabbath is on Saturday. Hey, man, you can't judge me. You can't judge me. Anytime somebody say, you can't judge me, that's a demon, brothers and sisters. 
you're saying, listen, I can't be corrected. Anytime somebody say that, you're pretty much just saying, well, I can't be corrected. That's that demon talking to talking to you through them saying, hey, I have control over this. I have control. Can you read uh, five one more time? Then? Verse five, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. So anybody that's dealing with any of these particular behaviors are not people we are to call friends, brothers and sisters. These are not people we are to spend time with, brothers and sisters. Any, if they're dealing with any of this, why? Because they're going to destroy you and everything that you love, brothers and sisters. This is what would arise because nobody wants to hear the word of God. So this gives us a different picture of the end times than the church would like to paint. This is a different view of the end times that looks, you know, than the Christian church who, who's saying, listen, we're getting better. We're actually getting better. The world's getting better. We're learning more and new technology. No, with that technology, the earth is getting worse. The earth is getting worse, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Ecclesiasticus and the Apographer, 17 and 17. A heathenistic society. Ecclesiasticus, 17 and 17. Because this is why. This is why, brothers and sisters. For in the division of the nations of the whole earth, he set a ruler over every people. But Israel is the most highest portion. See, so when you say says nations, it's talking about nationalities. Out of all nationalities, they have a God over them or a ruler or a fallen angel over them, brothers and sisters. These are the people that are ruling today. Can you read that one more time, brother? For in the division of the nations of the whole earth, he set a ruler over every people. But Israel is the most highest portion. Read that last part again. But Israel is the most highest portion. See? So these other nations, brothers and sisters, are heathens. <laughs> they're heathens. And they're ruling. It's evident that they're heathens, brothers and sisters. That's why we're in this wicked world full of degradation and immorality, brothers and sisters. Because those who are ruling, those who are the governors of the earth, are actually wicked, brothers and sisters. There is no way for them to teach you righteousness, brothers and sisters. There's no way. Only Israel can show what's righteous according to God's word. Only Israel. Because everybody else is following a demon. And that's, listen, we, we're not trying to offend people from other races. But it's just the truth. You go into Asia, they're dealing with Buddhism and Hinduism. You go into the Middle East, they're dealing with Allah. They're following a rock. A lot of the white people are dealing with some level of Greek mythology or atheism. This is what's going on. So Israel was always the dictators, brothers and sisters. And see, that's part of the reason why we were punished so much. Because the Most High knew that none of them had understanding of righteousness. So we were supposed to be the bearers of light to the whole world. Not just to us, but to everybody. So that's part of the reason why we were punished so what, to such to a such high degree because it didn't only affect us it affected the whole earth brothers and sisters these people don't know righteousness they can't teach you anything about morality or spirituality nothing now we're not saying they're dumb but when it comes to morality integrity they can't teach us about that read that one more time brother verse 17 for in the division of the nations of the whole earth he set a ruler over every people 
But Israel is the most highest portion. See, this is why we don't go to other nations and say, show me how to follow God. They don't know how to follow. Not this God. They just teach you how to bow down to a rock or something. But they can't give you the, the instruction in righteousness according to scripture. And that's why other nations can't understand the Bible like you can understand it. They, they, you read the scriptures. They read it. They don't, get, they don't understand it at all. But you do. Because it was given to you. You're the most highest portion. You are the most highest portion, brothers and sisters. This is why you all were held, are held in such a high regard to the most high God. Everybody belonged to a demon except for us, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalms 147 and 19 to magnify that. We're living in a heathenistic society, brothers and sisters. We're going to uncover it. Because Israel have responsibility. Israel have responsibility. And you can't change the world until you change yourself first, brothers and sisters. Psalms 147 and 19. He showeth his word unto Jacob. Read that part again. He showeth his word unto Jacob. His statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Examine that. Only Israel has the privilege or had the privilege of this peculiar treasure. Only us. We have the privilege and advantage above all nations in the world, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. Read that part again. He hath not dealt so with any nation. So Israel had clear understanding and instruction, brothers and sisters, while other nations were left in the dark. Can you read that one more time, brother, from the top, please? Verse 19. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation, and for his judgments they have not known them. Praise ye the Most High. See, as for his judgments, his law, they have not known it. So the nations, all nations are covered in darkness, brothers and sisters. Only Israel sat in the light. Only Israel the heathens are enveloped in ignorance, brothers and sisters. As for his judgments, they have not known it. So how could they teach you about God? <laughs> they can't teach you about God. They don't know about God, brothers and sisters. You can't go to a Korean and ask them to break down the Bible. You can't go to these people. You can't go to the Chinese and ask them to break down this Bible, brothers and sisters. That's why they're telling you, you don't have to follow the law. It all makes sense, brothers and sisters. It all makes sense. Africans can't teach you how to follow the law. Now, are we saying not every white person and every African is ignorant? No, what we're saying is on the mass level, these are not the dictators. And see, that's why they have to get us to sin. They always get us to sin. Like with this homosexuality thing, they're tying that into Black Lives Matter. They're tying that in saying the homosexuals are the new black because they know we're the dictators. So if, if, if they attach it to us, then other people will do it, brothers and sisters. They know this. The fashion, they get our people to wear it. The music, I, daily I see people who you would never think <laughs> would listen to hip-hop listening to hip-hop. I'm like, whoa. I saw a 50-year-old Edomite listening to NWA the other day, brothers <laughs> and sisters. We are the dictators, and they know it. So they'll financially back us to sin. 
We're going to go to Romans 3 and 1. Let's go to Paul, brothers and sisters. We're in a wicked society because we have those who have no knowledge of law ruling. <clears throat> Romans 3 and 1. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? What advantage is it of the Jew? Now we know where it says Jews only in the New, Test uh, New Testament because in 721 the northern tribes were already gone. But this is referring to Israelites. We know that Benjamin, Judah, and Levi are referred to as Judeans because they live in, in Judea. <laughs> in, in Judea. So during this time, only Benjamin, Judah, and Levi were left in the land. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 1. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? What profit is it of circumcision? We know circumcision was a law given to Abraham to circumcise not only the foreskin of a man's private, but to circumcise your heart, brothers and sisters, in the spiritual understanding. So the real value of being Israel is that we were the direct recipients of divine revelation. So when people say, oh, it doesn't matter who people are, you take them right here. Oh, it doesn't matter who we are. All people are the same. Read it again, please, brother. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way. Chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. See, that's the great advantage, brothers and sisters. That's the great advantage of being an Israelite. We are the custodians of biblical texts. So when people say it doesn't matter, oh, it matters. It matters. Paul, Listen, Paul said, I'll tell you what the advantage is. Now, we know that the Most High is not a respecter of persons as it pertains to judgment. So an Israelite who sins is going to go to hell, just like an Edomite who sins. But there's still an advantage, brothers and sisters. And it's usually our people, especially Judeans, the Jews, will always say it doesn't matter who we are. And I'm like, how are you going to say it doesn't matter who you are? <laughs> Koreans would never say that. Chinese would never say that. Africans would never say that. They hold dear their culture. Only slaves, people who have a slave mentality, would say it doesn't matter who we are. Can you read that from the top, brother? Verse 1. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way. Chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Unto us was committed the oracles of God, brothers and sisters. Now, these privileges don't preclude the heathens from salvation they can still be saved but it doesn't change the fact that we are the custodians of sacred text can't change that that's the advantage of being an Israelite brothers and sisters that is the advantage we are the protectors of this word so don't let anybody tell you it doesn't matter who we are it definitely matters if you're saying it doesn't matter who we are, you're going against the doctrine of the Bible. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 32. Actually, read that one more time because this next scripture will link flawlessly to what we just read. Verse 1. What advantage then hath the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Committed the oracles of God. Let's go to Deuteronomy 4 and 32, brothers and sisters. Examine this scripture. This is where you take them. When a Gentile say it don't matter, or even an Israelite who's in a Gentile state of mind says it does not matter. Deuteronomy chapter 4, we're going to read verse 32 through 34. 
Deuteronomy 4 and 32. For ask now of the days that are past, which were before thee, since the day of day that the Most High created man upon earth, and ask from the one side of heaven unto the other, whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is. Read that part again. Whether that there hath been any such thing as this great thing is, or hath been heard like it. Did ever people hear the voice of the Most High speaking out of the midst of the fire? Examine that. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 33. Did ever people hear the voice of the Most High speaking out of the midst of the fire, as thou hast heard and lived? So, was there any other race that spoke to a burning bush? See, this is where you go. He said committed the oracles. So, if you're saying it doesn't matter who people are, did the Koreans do this? Did the Koreans speak to a burning bush? Did they hear a voice from the burning bush? Did the Africans do this? No. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 32. For acts now of the days that are past, which were before thee, since the day that the Most High created man upon earth, and ask from the one that's from the one side of heaven unto the other, whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is, or hath been heard like it. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire, as thou hast heard and lived? As thou hast heard. See? See, there is some importance here, brothers and sisters. There is importance to us. We are important. Verse 34. Or hath God a saved, or hath God a saved to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation, by temptations, by signs, and by wonders? And by war, and by a mighty hand, and by a stretched out arm, and by great tears, according to all that the Most High your God did for you in, the, in Egypt before your eyes. So did the Most High lead somebody else out of captivity? Or was this Moses and Abraham? <laughs> See? So you can't... The, the oracles were committed to us, brothers and sisters. We had the privilege of direct communication and instruction from the Most High God, Ahio. Nobody else ever heard the voice of the Most High. Nobody. See? So don't allow people to say it doesn't matter. Because this scripture is saying no other people have had the privilege. Read 33 one more time, brother. Verse 33. Did ever people hear the voice of the Most High speaking out of the midst of a fire, as thou hast heard and lived? Or hath God essayed to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation? By temptations, by signs, and by wonders, and by war, and by a mighty hand, and by a stretched out arm, and by great terrors, according to all that the Most High your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. So the question is, has there ever been any other witnesses of such extraordinary manifestations? The answer is no. So it does matter, brothers and sisters. These same people that the oracles were committed, are supposed to be ruling. That's why there's no righteousness. Because the, the true emperors, the true rulers, the true princes and princesses are not in the rightful position as governors of the earth, brothers and sisters. No nation other than Israel has been given revelation of the Most High God's will. Nobody. So it's upon Israel to examine we complain about the earth, but why is the earth in this condition? Because you have people who should be students actually teaching. We're the teachers. Israel are the leaders, are the teachers, are the emperors. You have servants actually leading. The Bible tells you we see hurt servants on horses. 
and the kings are walking. The wrong people are in rulership. And it's evident when you look at society, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalm 78 and 5. Psalm 78, verse 5. For he established a testimony in Jacob. Read that again, brother. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel. Read that part again, brother. And appointed a law in Israel. Examine that. The law went to us. That's why they're not following it, brothers and sisters. Jacob is Israel. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. He gave us the law. So we can't allow another nation to tell us we don't need to follow it. Because why? The law was given to Israel. Can you read that again from the top, brother? Verse 5. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our father. Now, this is what a father's duty is. That they should make them known to their children. Read that again, brother. That they should make them known to their children. This is what a father is supposed to do. This exactly is what a father is supposed to do. And somewhere this got lost. With our losing our identity, our fathers haven't taught us this. But now we have some new young men who are yet to be fathers, and some are fathers now. And they are going to do what this scripture commands them to do. Read that again, brother, please. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make, no, make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them. Even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. See, this is how the other nations work. They pass things down to their children. So it's incumbent upon the young ladies and the young men that now have this truth to pass this down from generation to generation. Whether you have children now or not. If you do have children, if you have nieces, nephews, we are commanded to pass down this law. Brothers and sisters. And this is why I tell you that the enemy destroyed the men with wisdom. Because those were the men that were supposed to pass it down, brothers and sisters. This is the responsibility of men right here. Predominantly men. And sisters, because we got a lot of sisters out there who there's no father in the home. You have to take up that mantle. You have to take up that mantle and delegate and show children What's right and what's wrong according to biblical text. We have always been the dictators, brothers and sisters. The curse stops here. We're going to teach the children right. We got we know some brothers who their children will never know what Christmas is. <laughs> they will never know what Easter is. Now, most of us don't have that, you know, aren't blessed with that. But People who are now having children or will have in the future, these children will know Passover. These children will know Sabbath. No Sunday worship. This is where the curse breaks, brothers and sisters. It's through the children. The children is what's important, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalms 96 and 5. A heathenistic society, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Psalms 96, verse 5. For all the gods of the nations are idols. Read that again, brother. For all the gods of the nations are idols. Every other nation. He said he put a ruler over all nationalities. Read that one more time, brother. For all the gods of the nations are idols, 
but the Most High made the heaven. Study not the way of the heathen, brothers and sisters. <laughs> there was no such thing as Gentile guidance in the <laughs> in the Bible. There was at no time were Gentiles guiding us, brothers and sisters. That don't happen. That that don't exist. They're worshiping demons, brothers and sisters, fallen angels, brothers and sisters. The only thing I can learn from a heathen is immorality. <laughs> That's the only thing they can teach us, brothers and sisters, as it pertains to spirituality and morality. Now, they may be able to teach me how to change bricks or something. That's that's fine, brother. Thank you. But as it pertains to morality, spirituality, and integrity, brothers and sisters, or style, our brothers make what <laughs> the style is. We make it cool. Our sisters... For, for long now, I've seen Edomite women learning how to pamper themselves from our sisters. They weren't getting their nails done at all. They wasn't doing that. They looked at our sisters on what was the epitome of a daughter of Zion, of a princess. They used to put hoops under their skirts in Europe to, to mimic, you know, a big derriere. They've always followed our sisters, brothers and sisters. We don't learn anything from the heathens. Read that one more time, brother. <clears throat> Verse 5. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Most High made the heavens. Right, the Most High made the heavens. So, Gentiles, heathens, cannot educate us when it pertains to morality or spirituality, brothers and sisters. There's, it's not possible. And that's not a jab at them. They were never taught the law. So, Common sense would tell you they wouldn't be able to teach the law to you. They would tell you, listen, the law is done away with. Yeah, it is for you because you never received the law. Law has always been done away with for you. But it affects us differently, brothers and sisters. Because our people, I'm tired of our people pointing to the white man and saying, well, because the white man is doing it, I'm doing it too. Well, look at all these other people that got away with doing the same thing R. Kelly's doing. I'm like, I don't care about, this. I mean... <laughs> so what I, we should just accept this this perverseness because a white man is doing it I could care less what the white man is doing because we received the law he's a heathen he's a pagan anyway we're held to a higher standard we're talking about the natives the negroes the hispanics filipinos vietnamese the polynesians cambodians these are the people we're talking about Cubans, Dominicans, Jamaicans, Haitians. These are the people we're talking about, brothers and sisters. These are the people we're talking about. That's why when you do something wrong, it gets blown out of proportion. And then they go shoot up a mosque. That's on TV for one day. <laughs> That's on TV for one day. This is why, brothers and sisters. This is why, because you're the leaders, you're the dictators, you're the kings, you're the queens, you're the princes and princesses. We're held to a higher standard, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Second Edges, chapter three, verse thirty-six. Followers, brothers and sisters, to the apocrypha. A heathenistic society. Second Edges three and thirty-six. Thou shalt find that Israel by name hath kept thy precepts, but not the heathen. Read that again, brother. Thou shalt find that Israel by name hath kept thy precepts, but not the heathen. Look at that. Israel followed the law, followed the precepts, followed the scriptures, followed the doctrine, not the heathens. 
this 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 scripture is giving insight to why the condition of the world is what it is, how this have come to be. Because those who are ruling are not following the law. They're not taking heed to these precepts. They're not on the Sabbath learning like you all. They're not doing that. And that's okay. They're pagans. It's not okay for you. It's not okay for us, brothers and sisters. We are held to a higher standard. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 36. Thou shalt find that Israel by name hath kept thy precepts, but not the heathen. Right, not the heathen. So it's evident that heathens are ruling right now, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. There's a heathen in particular that have led this earth to be worse than it had ever been before. All the Gentiles are wicked as it pertains to how they follow their God. But the Bible tell you that fourth beast, Rome, would be worse than them all. Why? Because he would learn from the previous empires. He would learn from the Persian Medo, the Assyrian captivity, from the Greek captivity, and put all of that wickedness together in one. I'm going to show you. The Bible's going to show you. We're going to go to Deuteronomy. Go to the Torah. 32 and 21, brothers and sisters. The heathen did not follow the law. Deuteronomy 32 and 21. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. Israel have moved the Most High God to jealousy by following heathens who are following idols. We start to follow these other nations, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. He said he would put a foolish nation over us, brothers and sisters. The people who are ruling us are fools. It's evident. It's evident, brothers and sisters. Their education is foolish. These people would try to go up into the heavens, into space. Brothers and sisters, the Most High put you here on earth for a reason. We got fools ruling over us. The Most High said he would put foolish a foolish nation over us to provoke us, brothers and sisters. Now, we can't, we can't leave it like that because that's too broad. We have to show you in particular who this foolish nation is. In particular, we're going to go to Deuteronomy 28 and 49. Who in particular is this foolish nation? Deuteronomy 28 and 49. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle fly. Read that part again. As swift as the eagle fly. What people would use the moniker of an eagle, brothers and sisters? The Romans, the Edomites, the Roman eagle, right? The American eagle. Look on the side of the post office truck, the mail trucks, brothers and sisters. Examine this. Look on your money. That eagle represents the Edomites or the white man, brothers and sisters. He would put the white man as a foolish nation over the children of Israel, not just the blacks, the Hispanics, the natives, to provoke us to jealousy. This is a world run by Edomites. Look at this world that we're in, brothers and sisters. This is what happens when you have heathens ruling the world. Read that one more time, brother, please. 
The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle fly, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Now, you can't tell me the Bible is not flawless. How would the Bible know what nation of people he would send against us? I, I, the naysayers who, who don't believe the Bible, I don't understand how. I don't understand how. Because here he is ident- thousands of years prior identifying the people that he would send against us, brothers and sisters. These are the people, those who use the moniker of the eagle, Russian eagle, Roman eagle, American eagle, German eagle. A leper can't change his spots, brothers and sisters. These people are fools. The Bible's going to show you. Why did he call them a foolish nation? Psalms 14 and 1 is the answer. This is why he called them a foolish nation. Psalms 14 verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Read that again, brother. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that do good. A fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Now I want you to ask yourself a question, brothers and sisters. Who is it that's teaching there is no God? Who came up with the Big Bang Theory? Was that was that Koreans or I mean was that Africans? Was that was that black people? Who was that? Who came up with evolution, brothers and sisters? Who who said we came from apes? Who started the satanic church, brothers and sisters? What, what race of people was this? Now, are we saying all white people are foolish? No. Some white people believe in the Bible. But the heads of them, those who are in control, those who are in authority over education, brothers and sisters, the elites, they say there's no God. Charles Darwin. What race was he? Albert Einstein. What race was he? Stephen Hawkins. All people who said that there's no evidence of God, brothers and sisters. These people would teach in their satanic religious religious institutions called universities. See, these people in particular, because guess what? When you go into the Middle East, they believe in God. It's a rock, but they still believe in God. You go into Asia, they're Buddhist. So even they believe in a God. It's the wrong one. You go into Africa, they believe in a God. It's the wrong one. There's only one person that will be teaching this in their education. Brothers and sisters. You go into Europe, this is where this is actually being taught in, in universities, brothers and sisters. You're actually paying for them to give you theories. Only these people would be teaching this, brothers and sisters. This is part of their governmental structure. You go to Yale University, this is an option, brothers and sisters. This is an option. Nowhere else in the world can you go that's not educated by Edomites and they be teaching that there's no God in evolution. That's not taught in Japan. <laughs> that's not taught in the Philippines. That's not taught anywhere but where the eagle is, brothers and sisters. He would provoke us to jealous, to anger with a foolish nation. Read that one more time, please, brother. Verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that do it good. See? So anybody who say there's no God is a fool, brothers and sisters. They're fools. They've done abominable works. That's why they're saying there's no God. Because if there's a God, that means there's a judgment. And, I, you know, I'm just act like there is no God so I can 
skip over judgment. Listen, you can say there's no God if you want to. <laughs> when that day comes, you're going to know there is a God. You're going to know there was a God. You're a fool. No matter what. I don't care if you, listen, he's nice. He always waves to me. He cut his grass too. I always see him at this. You a fool, brother. You a fool. When you look at this earth and all the order that's in this earth and you say there's no God, that came from a big bang. Brother, you need to put that herb down, brother. Something is wrong. Your mind is broken for you to say something like that. But they weren't delivered the law. That's why you're so important, Israel. That's your value. Because you you have the knowledge. You have the instruction. That's your value, brothers and sisters. If you ever notice, gold is valuable because it's rare. The more rare something is, the more value it holds. What you have is rare, brothers and sisters, because you're the only nation with it. That's how valuable you are. We're going to go to uh, Proverbs 15 and 5. Proverbs 15, verse 5. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. See? So we know that these are the same people teaching that there's no law. Who is that? The Romans. The Roman Catholic Church. Who are the authority over all Christian doctrine. These are the people telling you you don't have to follow the law. Brothers and sisters. These are the people. So those who don't agree with his instruction are fools according to the scripture. Doesn't matter how much money you have. How how nice you dress. and That don't matter. <laughs> You're a fool sister. You're a fool brother. If you can't follow what the Most High God is instructing you to do, you're a fool. We're going to use some societal examples, brothers and sisters. If you don't agree with the things we're getting ready to read, you're a fool, according to the Bible. We're going to Leviticus 20 and 13. Leviticus 20 and 13. If a man also lie with mankind... As he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. This is a law of intimacy according to the Most High God, brothers and sisters. A man cannot lay down with a man or a woman. is not supposed to lay down with a woman in the act of passion and intimacy. You don't agree with this, you're a fool according to the Bible. Read that scripture one more time, brother, please. Verse 13. <clears throat> If a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Now, I want to be clear. We're not advocating <laughs> that you go out and, and stone homosexuals. We're living in a different time. But I want to magnify that because they'll use this to say, uh, no. You Listen, brother, you, you better repent, brother. Sister, you better repent. Listen, go through that water, sister. Go through that water, brother, and we can't bring that up again. We don't have the right. If you hit that water, nobody can bring that up to you. Turn away from your sin. Get fully submerged in living water. And you won't be judged for that. So there's a way to be cleansed. There's a way to be cleansed. But the Bible is being clear. This is an abomination, brothers and sisters. This is an abomination. 
And this is a normality in society today, especially in Babylon, especially in America, brothers and sisters, especially in America. We just wanted to show you some societal examples, brothers and sisters. We're going to continue. We're going to 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. Please follow us. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Read that part again. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Effeminate. That's a man trying to act like a woman with his hand all, you know. Like, brother, you don't have to be that way, brother. Be a man. You don't, you don't have to be, you don't have to do that, brother. Bible's telling you, this is New Testament. This is law here in the New Testament, brothers and sisters. A feminine will not make it in heaven. And our sisters, what's up with our sisters? Every sister, especially on TV, got to have a sodomite friend. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you know, they, and they're talking about their, their man problems with this, you know, a big brawly brother too, oiled up. Like, yeah, girl, what you, you want ice in that drink? <laughs> like, brother. Brother, you you, you you need to straighten yourself up, brother. Okay? Yeah, because it's aimed towards us. It's aimed towards our people, brothers and sisters. And the thing about it is, at least the white homosexuals, they don't have to be all the way over flamboyant. Our people got to be the worst level of flamboyancy, brothers and sisters. The Bible's telling you that's a sin. The Bible tell you men shouldn't hang out with a, lot, a bunch of women. I tell my sons, listen, man, you better find some male friends, okay? You're not supposed a man. What man is hanging out with ten women? Even a man who's dealing with a bunch of fornication is not hanging out with ten women because you're picking up women mannerisms. That's not that's not good. We're not saying you can't have sisters as friends. But predominantly, you don't see men hanging out with a bunch of women unless there's something, some sugar in this tank. As, you know, our grandmothers and grandfathers used to say, brothers and sisters. It's not good. An effeminate will not make it into heaven, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time from the top, brother? Verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators. Nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Abusers of themselves. Homosexuals are abusing themselves, brothers and sisters. They don't they don't realize it. They think they're just living their life. You're actually abusing yourself, brother. You're supposed to be a man. Sister, you you're taking away what makes you special, the delicacy. You're abusing yourself. Don't even realize you have a sickness. You have a psychological disorder for you to want to lay down a man to want to lay, you know, two brothers with arms and, you know, and chest pectorals, you know. That's not good, brother. That's not good. The Bible is telling you this is an abomination. And you see this all in society, brothers and sisters. Why? We have a foolish nation ruling over us. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 22, verse 15. Follow us to the Torah, brothers and sisters. Deuteronomy 
Deuteronomy 22 and 5. Excuse me. Deuteronomy 22 verse 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. Read that again, brother. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. Examine this, brothers and sisters. Cross-dressing is against the Bible. Medea is against the Bible. There's no way this brother's going to be able to say, oh, but that was, I was acting. No, brother. You have a dress on, brother. You have a dress on. And hip-hop, these brothers in hip-hop, they're doing it now. And calling it fashion, as if fashion have no law. <laughs> oh, no, no, this is a kilt. No, brother. No. I don't care what you try to call that, brother. You got a skirt on, brother. Okay? You got a skirt on. You're not from Ireland. That's a skirt, brother. This what's going on. <laughs> and that, listen, that's the new wave, you know. That's what they with the young people. The new wave. These young kids, <laughs> brothers and sisters. I, listen, I, I'm never going to look at that and be like, I really need to get with the times. <laughs> That's never going to happen, okay? I'm not going to catch on. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is a heathenistic society ran by fools, brothers and sisters. We need to point this out because anybody who's in agreement with this earth is corrupt themselves. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Most High God. This has a horrendous effect on society, brothers and sisters. This is not, it's not funny. It's not entertainment. This is an abomination. And this has a horrendous effect on society, brothers and sisters. We just need to magnify what happens when the children of Israel don't handle their responsibility and be the delegators, the governors of the earth. This earth is, has been turned out, brothers and sisters. We're going to Romans 12 and 2 because a lot of people will say, especially sisters. I hear most sisters saying, well, we can't judge them. We, we have to change with the times. Let, you, I mean, listen, they were born that way. Because they got a lot of homosexual friends and they're trying to probably, you know, trying to cover for that. The Bible warns you against changing with the times, brothers and sisters. Because guess what? Your grandmama, your grandmama don't agree with this. Your granddaddy don't agree with this. Especially, you know, during those times. Now, young people are saying this mess. The Bible warns you against changing your mind as it pertains to because the world agrees with something. Romans 12 and 2. Romans 12 verse 2. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We wanted to put this out there because this is not an attack on somebody because they're bound by a particular sin at this time. But the reality of the situation is there is a homosexual agenda, brothers and sisters, being directed at children. Read that one more time, please, brother. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good. That acceptable and perfect will of God. This is aimed at the children, brothers and sisters, because there's a link that nobody wants to speak about. And there's a link between homosexuality and pedophilia that nobody wants to speak about, brothers and sisters.
Legalizing sexual child abuse. Yes, pedophilia is now classified as a sexual orientation. Yes, hard to believe. Uh, Truth in Action News is reporting the unthinkable. They write that this would seem to be the very first step in tolerating the sodomizing of children. Pedophilia is now officially classified as a sexual orientation under the, the politically correct term minor attracted person. Apparently now people can classify themselves as heterosexual, homosexual, asexual, metrosexual, and then there are endless sexual orientations under the sun and now pedophilia can be added to the list. Now apparently in the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the American Psychological Association drew a very distinct line between pedophilia and uh, pedophilic disorder. Pedophilia refers to a sexual orientation or uh, profession of sexual preference devoid of consummation, whereas pedophilic disorder is defined as a compulsion and is used in reference to individuals who act on their sexuality. Brothers and sisters, see? Now look at this. We're being ran by heathens, brothers and sisters. Well, now, because you opened the door for homosexuality, now listen, if a man can marry a man, then listen, I, I mean, I, I need an 11-year-old. I mean, what? Now, look at this, brothers and sisters. And now, guess what? It, when, th when this takes effect, that means now jobs cannot discriminate based on sexual orientation. So I can't not hire you because you're a pedophile now. See, this is how they use the law, brothers and sisters. This is what happens when you have heathens ruling society, governing the earth, brothers and sisters. This was always known in Rome. They did this. Those who had status, it was common to see a man of status walking around with a nine-year-old little boy. Like a, like a accessory, a, a purse or something, brothers and sisters. You look at the Roman pictures, their sculptures is always naked men touching them, right? Cupid, naked babies. See, they always dealt with pornography, brothers and sisters. This is, this is their culture. This is a heathenistic society. This is an attack on our children, brothers and sisters. These things are being promoted and sensationalized in a heathenistic society. Do you have any idea what type of psychological trauma that does to a child? Brothers and sisters, they don't care about children. We have sexual predators ruling society, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Isaiah 5 and 20. Heathenistic society. Isaiah 5 verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. See? So those who are saying, no, homosexuals, you can't judge them. They were born this way. Come on now. You have to get with the times. You're in a cult. You, you don't believe a man should be able to hold another man down? <laughs> you, 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 I mean, <laughs> you, you, right? Read that one more time, brother. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So those who are calling this good, these type of acts, think society is in a good place, they're spiritually blind, brothers and sisters. 
They're overcome by darkness, brothers and sisters. Their morality meter is completely broken, <laughs> brothers and sisters. We're in a heathenistic society, brothers and sisters. This deadness to moral distinctions is a sign of deep moral corruption, brothers and sisters. People who agree with this type of mess. This is an attack on children. Do you understand? Pedophiles are soul murderers, brothers and sisters. That murders a child's soul. This, that affects them and traumatizes them psychologically as long as they live. And this is what, this is what happens in a heathenistic society, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 2nd Ezra 15 and 4. <clears throat> Second Ezra 15 and 4. For all the unfaithful shall die in their unfaithfulness. Read that again, brother. For all the unfaithful shall die in their unfaithfulness. Read verse 6, brother. <clears throat> verse 6. For wickedness hath exceedingly polluted the whole earth. Read that one more time. For wickedness hath exceedingly polluted the whole earth, and their hurtful works are fulfilled. Society has become over-sexualized, brothers and sisters, and they mask it by calling it entertainment. They're using media to perpetuate this filthiness, brothers and sisters. This Our society has become flesh-driven, brothers and sisters. Read uh, verse 4 one more time, brother. For all the unfaithful shall die in their unfaithfulness. See? So these people, judgment is coming, brothers and sisters. Read verse 6 again, brother. Verse 6. For wickedness hath exceedingly polluted the whole earth. Right. See? The whole earth has been polluted by heathens, brothers and sisters. And, and what? One of their main instruments of evil used to promote sexual immorality is social media, brothers and sisters. Social media. Now you have uh, uh, Fox gyrating all on Twitter, brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. Young people, they got a term called Fox. Uh, that harlot over there. <laughs> Look, look at this, brothers and sisters. Sisters showing they behind all on the internet, brothers and sisters. Yeah. This, is, this, is what, this is what happens in a heathenistic society, brothers and sisters. Sisters nowadays think their virtue is a twerk contest. This is... Look, what is this? Is this what it's come to, brothers and sisters? Is this what it comes to? Sexual immorality is at a height, brothers and sisters. We're going to 1 Timothy 2 and 9 to show you that sisters are not supposed to be all up on Twitter, shaking a rump, bouncing all on stuff. And that's against the Bible, sister. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Timothy 2, verse 9. In like manner also. That women adorn themselves in modest apparel. Sisters are supposed to wear modest apparel. And, they, and listen, when sisters do wear modest apparel, you'll have other people say, you be in control. You be, you dress mod, you covered up, you be in control. You in a coat. <laughs> you in a coat. If you ain't got your butt out, then you in a coat. This is what's going on. Sisters all online, just, you know, just... Letting it all hang out. Re read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 9. 
In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel. Women should bring glory to the Most High in their manner of dress, brothers and sisters. That women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness. With shamefacedness. <laughs> Examine that. Sisters supposed to be shamefaced, brothers and sisters. They're not supposed to be proud. They're supposed to be tender, delicate. Humble. Not these sisters. These sisters online, <laughs> they got their chest pushed to their nose. They got uh, what gym shorts, whatever, you know, buttocks all on the screen. It's like, where's the shamefacedness in this? Shamefacedness means you're not seeking attention. <laughs> these sisters are definitely seeking attention, brothers and sisters. So those hearts... You know, those sisters hearts who is inclined to towards the most high God will make every effort to dress modestly, decently, brothers and sisters, and appropriately. That's what a, a godly sister would do. But those hearts, those whose hearts are inclined towards themselves, they will dress in a manner to draw attention to themselves, brothers and sisters, with no regard for the consequences for themselves or others. You can see it. This is what's going on, brothers and sisters. You used to have to uh, go to a magazine to see this type of nakedness that you're seeing all online, brothers and sisters. This is what happens in an immoral society. This is what happens, brothers and sisters. Girls just bouncing and jiggling on stuff. I'm like, sister, put some clothes on. That's, I mean, that's for your man. We, we ain't, I mean, we don't want to see all that, sis. <laughs> Cover up, please, sister. Cover up. This is a sin that you're seeing, brothers and sisters. This is a sin. Read that one more time, brother, before we move on. Verse 9. In like manner also, that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broad, broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array. Now, is this saying you can't wear gold and, and plait your hair? No, it's saying these you shouldn't do things to bring attention to you. These sisters are definitely doing things to 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 bring attention to them, brothers and sisters. You can look at a sister and know she's trying to be seen. It, it's evident. Every man knows when a sister's trying to be seen. Go to Matthew, brother, 5 and 28 to show you why it's a sin for sisters to dress so promiscuous. Matthew 5 verse 28. But I say unto you. That whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her. Hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. See. That's why it's a sin for our sisters. To be dressed up like that. That's why. By dressing in an immodest fashion and displaying her body for men to lust after, she causes her brothers in Christ to sin. Something that the Most High God condemns. See? So when these sisters do this, they don't care about the consequences for nobody. I'm going to show my rear end. I'm going to show my rear end. And you can't say nothing about it. This is what's going on, brothers and sisters. There's no proper judgment. Listen, a sister shouldn't be doing that. And I don't know what type of man <laughs> want his wife jiggling and bouncing all on uh, uh, Snapchat. I don't know what type of man is like, you know, yeah, yeah, you need to uh, go, yeah, 
Go sure. bounce all up on uh, Snapchat. Show all my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something is something is seriously wrong here, brothers and sisters. It's a sin to look after a woman for lust. So sisters are supposed to dress modestly. So they don't lead men to do this. Because guess what? You'll get the man, but it's definitely not going to be the man that you're supposed to get. You can get the attention. Sisters, you know, getting a million likes, being butt naked. I'm like, sister, you're you're naked. You're you're supposed to get a million likes in this society. This is what's going on, brothers and sisters. And and sisters are being peer pressured into doing it because they see other sisters in like, oh nah, she can't get all the attention. I need to bounce around. You know. <laughs> you remember in school, the girls would see one girl getting all the attention, and they're like, oh nah, I need to. I don't want her getting all the attention. This, this, it's the peer pressure between these followers. A lot of our sisters are just following each other. That's why we need righteous women to stand up and show what's right. Dressing modestly, modest apparel, shamefacedness, delicate, not looking to be seen. We're going to Ecclesiasticus 25 and 21. This is what you'll see in a in a heathen run world, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Ecclesiasticus twenty five and twenty one. Stumble not at the beauty of a woman, and desire her not for pleasure. See, so the Bible tell a man not to look at a woman and think of pleasure. Not supposed to do that. So sisters have a responsibility to make sure they're not, a, you know. Presenting something that would cause a man to do that. A man should get to know you. You know, a lot of these people know sisters by the rear end now. They don't even, I mean, this is what's going on. She's known more for her butt, for her buttocks than her face now. This is what's going on, brothers and sisters. I mean, what is this mess? This is what happens when you have fools ruling over us. Brothers and sisters, this is what happens. Can you read that one more time, brother? Stumble not at the beauty of a woman, and desire her not for pleasure. Right, so, brothers and sisters, sisters who are trying to get attention from men by showing their buttocks, they're in the spirit of a harlot, brothers and sisters. They're in the spirit of a harlot. And sisters say, well, because I'm dressed like this doesn't mean I'm a, a harlot. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scripture going to show you. Ecclesiasticus 26 and 9. Scripture going to show you. Verse 9. Or Ecclesiasticus 26 and 9. The whoredom of a woman may be known if her haughty looks and eyelids. Read that again, brother. The whoredom of a woman may be known in her haughty looks and eyelids. Examine that, brothers and sisters. You know who's dealing in the spirit of a harlot by the way she looks. A sister who's dressed like this is telling the world she determines her own worth on a purely physical basis. <laughs> based on her attractiveness, you know. That, that's her worth. It's based on how attractive people think she is. Or how much of her body she shows. That's, that's her value. By sh as much of her body she shows. Now, it was one time when I was young, you know... The sisters was wearing long stuff, you know, long, but that was tight. It was like long, but it was tight. So that wasn't good. Now they got short and tight. So now it's short and it's tight. It's like, can you breathe? 
sister. I mean, you look like you can't breathe right now, sister. Exhale. I mean, <laughs> this was going on. A woman's heart. A woman's heart's condition is displayed in her manner of dress, brothers and sisters, and men know this. Men know who's who they believe they have a chance to be easy and sleep with just based off the type of pictures that you're taking. Men know this. So sisters can say whatever they want to say about, I'm just, you know, you can't treat me the certain way because I'm wearing this. Listen, if I'm wearing a police uniform, on the streets and somebody come up to me and ask me, you know, for help or tell me a robber is coming. I mean, how can I be mad at that? I'm wearing a police uniform. If a man come up to you, sister, and address you like a harlot, you have a harlot's uniform on right now. So you may not be a harlot, but I mean, reality is that they're probably going to address you like a harlot. When you see a sister modestly dress, a man, no, okay. I, before I walk over there, <laughs> I got to be together here because, I mean, I don't know how to get to the sister because obviously what she looks like is not what she's, you know, she's not looking for attention. So men know, oh, that caliber woman, that's out of my caliber. <laughs> Brothers know that, that, yeah, I can't mess with that right there. <laughs> that's out of my caliber right there. Men know that. They understand. Sisters have to hold themselves to a higher standard and dress modestly. We're going to Ecclesiasticus 9 and 6. We're almost done, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiasticus 9 verse 6. Excuse me, 9 verse 3. Verse 3. Meet not with an harlot, lest thou fall into her snares. It says, meet not with a harlot. So don't even look at her. Don't talk to her on the phone. Don't message her. Or you will fall into her snares. Don't do it. The Bible's telling you, do not do it. I know some brother, I had one brother tell me he met up with a sister from online. I'm like, why did you meet up with her, brother? He was like, well, I mean, we would, she just wanted to talk. That's my friend. I'm like, that's your friend? He's like, yeah, man. And, you know, I, she kissed me. I didn't kiss her back, though. I'm like, brother, you knew better than to go there. You knew better, brother. Don't act like you didn't know what this woman wanted. You, you knew what this woman wanted, brother. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 3. Meet not with the harlot, lest thou fall into her snares. See? So a godly woman endeavors to do everything from a Godward perspective, brothers and sisters. See? So a woman who dresses in that way will unduly draw attention to her body and is a poor witness for he who died for her sins. A terrible witness for the man that died for your sins in the way you are dressing. In the way you're dressing, you're going to bring unwanted attention to you. Read that again, brother. Meet not with the harlot, lest thou fall into her snares. Jump to verse 6, brother. Verse 6. Give not thy soul into harlots, that thou lose or lose not thine inheritance. See? If you if you deal with a harlot, you'll lose your inheritance, which is what? The kingdom. That's your inheritance. Rulership. That's your inheritance. You lose that if you allow this woman to destroy you. He's telling you don't even meet up with this sister because she's going to control you based on how attractive she is. The Bible's telling you this. It's not about who, I mean, whose shape is all... That's immature. 
That's immature. What's up here? What's up here? This sister going to be a woman of God? This sister going to allow me to lead? Is this sister going to give and strengthen me, encourage me? Or am I just with her because of how she looked? This was the Bible telling you, don't even meet up with her. <laughs> don't meet up with her. Don't even look. Don't even talk to her. Because you will fall into her snare. Read verse 3 one more time, brother. Verse 3. Meet not with the harlot, lest thou fall into her snares. Jump to verse 6, brother. Give not thy soul unto harlots, that thou lose not thine inheritance. Right. Examine that, brothers and sisters. Give not thy soul to harlots. And how do you know a harlot? Based on how she dress. Her appearance. The Bible tells you that. Now the question is, why is this promotion of sexual immorality so common? Why is this sickness able to run rampant through society, brothers and sisters? That's the question. The answer is Isaiah 26 and 9. We're winding down here, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 26 verse 9 With my soul have I desired thee in the night Yet with my spirit within me will I seek thee early For when thy judgments are in the earth The inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness Read that last part again The inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness Read that, read that from the top brother, please Verse 9 With my soul have I desired thee in the night Yet with my spirit within me will I seek thee early for when thy judgments are in the earth, when the, his judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. See, that's why it's able to run rampant through society because his law is not in the earth. Nobody's following it. There's a famine in hearing the word, which leads to no righteousness. When there's righteousness in the earth, people will learn it. Read that one more time, brother. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yet with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth. Read that part again. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. See, so his judgments have to be in the earth for society to change. Therefore, the Most High have to do something to get his judgments in this earth. We're going to show you that. Ecclesiasticus 10 and 15. It says, when his judgments are in the earth, righteousness shall abound. Ecclesiasticus 10 and 15. Ecclesiasticus 10 and 15. The Most High hath plucked up the roots of the proud nations and planted the lowly in their place. Read that again, brother. The Most High hath plucked up the roots of the proud nations and planted the lowly in their place. See, so he will destroy all workers of iniquity and put the lowly in their place. Who's that? <laughs> Who's the tail? Who's been the tail? Ah! Great role reversal coming. See? The meek, the humble, the poor. He's taken those, he's taken these proud nations, those who say there is no God. Eat whatever you want. Celebrate whatever you want. Sleep with whoever you want. Pedophilia should be legal. These people will be overthrown. And we will be risen into their place. Why? Because when his judgments are in the earth, the world learn righteousness. See? Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 15. The most, the most High hath plucked up the roots of the proud nations and planted the lowly in their place. The Most High overthrew countries of the heathen. Read that again. 
the Most High overthrew countries of the heathen and destroyed them to the foundations of the earth. They will no longer be authority of the law, brothers and sisters. No longer be the authority of righteousness. It's our turn. We're next. That's why we have to get right. That's why we take this time to get right. So when they fall, we ascend. Jacob held on to Esau. So that means when they fall, we rise without any, any space in between. With no, without any separation. When they fall, we rise. Two people can't rule at the same time. They're getting ready to go down. Based on all the unrighteousness, brothers and sisters. We're going to Matthew 24 and 22. We've got about six more scriptures and we're closing out. Follow us, brothers and sisters, to the gospel. Matthew 24 and 22. And except those days should be shortened, thus should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, but for the, the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. For our sake, brothers and sisters, those days of the Gentiles will be shortened. Because all of that sin affects us more than anybody, brothers and sisters. It affects us more than anybody. So he said, I'm going to shorten the days for the elect's sake. We are the elect, the children of Israel. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 22. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake... Those days shall be shortened. For our sake, those days will be shortened, brothers and sisters. We're about to rise. For all of the iniquity and evil, immorality that these, these pagan nations have perpetuated, they're getting ready to be destroyed. We're going to wisdom of Solomon 6 and 24. Follow us, brothers and sisters, please. Was the most Solomon 6 and 24. But the multitude of the wise is the welfare of the world. Read that again. But the multitude of the wise is the welfare of the world. See? When the multitude of the wise, when the wise are become greater in number, it's the welfare of the world. So us ruling is the welfare of the world, brothers and sisters. The wise. Read that one more time, brother. But the multitude of the wise is the welfare of the world, and the wise king is the upholding of the people. Receive, therefore, instruction through my words, and it shall do you good. See? So in order to preserve the earth, he would have to set up the wise. We're the true superheroes. <laughs> Without the mask. He's telling you. When the wise is multiplied, that's the welfare of the entire earth. Read that one more time, brother, from the top, please. Verse 24. But the multitude of the wise is the welfare of the world, and a wise king is the upholding of the people. Receive, right. therefore, instruction through my words. Right. Receive instruction through his words. So those who follow his law are the wise. We're going to show you that. It says, I must set up the wise for the welfare of the earth. We're going to Proverbs 9 and 10 to show you who is the wise. Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Most High is the beginning of wisdom. Read that again, brother. The fear of the Most High is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy is understanding. Examine that. Those who fear the Most High God, 
Those are the wise. See, not those who question the Most High God. So he would have to set up those who fear the Most High God in order to be the welfare of the world. Now, how do you fear the Most High God? That's the question. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. The fear of the Most High God is the beginning of wisdom. So now we have to show what is the fear of the Most High God. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Do what? Fear God and keep his commandments. If you fear the Most High God, you keep his commandments. That's how you, you prove that you fear him. When you feared your mama, your daddy, you did what they said because you feared that judgment. See, these are those that he's setting up. The wise. When the wise are multiplied is the welfare of the world. These are the wise. Read that one more time, brother. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. This is the duty of man and woman. To fear God and keep his commandments. This is your duty. This is your purpose. Nothing else. Some people think their purpose is to play football or, or be a singer. No. Your purpose is exactly what this scripture is saying. Fear the most high God and keep his commandments. We're going to Zechariah 7 and 9. Zechariah 7, verse 9. Thus speaketh the Most High of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment, and show mercy and compassion to every man to his brother. See, so he would speak to the children of Israel, those who are the wise, and say what? Execute true judgment, and show mercy and compassion every man to his brother. See, he would set up those who would execute true judgment according to his law. Brothers and sisters. So all decisions of judgment should be filtered through the Bible. See? That's why he's setting us up, brothers and sisters. Remember, Job 9 and 24 says he covers the face of the judges to show you that the wicked that are ruling don't have righteous judgment. He's setting up the children of Israel saying, read that one more time, brother. The, the, thus speaketh the most high of hosts, saying, execute true judgment. And show mercy and compassion every man to his brother. See, so we're being set up to show true judgment and mercy, brothers and sisters. Mercy, grace. We're going to Isaiah 60 and 2. Chapter 60, verse 2. We're going to read 2 through 5. Isaiah 60 and 2. For behold... The darkness shall cover the earth, and the gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Examine this, Israel. Verse 3, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Read that again. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far. And thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side. This is what will happen, brothers and sisters. Verse 5. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, 
because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Examine that, brothers and sisters. He's going to set us up to teach righteous law. The Gentiles will be taught by the children of Israel. Because why? We're the only people with knowledge of the law. They don't know righteous judgment. How could they? They never received the law. The gods of the nations are idols. He's setting us up to do a marvelous work, brothers and sisters. He's purging us right now to see, are you worthy? Are you worthy to teach true judgment? Are you humble enough? Are you dedicated, committed, devoted to teach other people? That's our job. That's our job, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Proverbs 29 and 2. Proverbs 29, verse 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Read that again, brother. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Examine that. See, so we think, black people, uh, natives, Hispanics think, nobody's going to want us to rule. That, that's a lie. When the righteous rule, the people rejoice. And the people that's ruling right now are not righteous. And the whole earth can see it. Everybody complain about government and laws and see. So it's not that they want black people to rule them. They want righteousness. <laughs> That's what they want. Now, if it comes from black people or Hispanics or natives, so be it. We want to be ruled by righteousness. Read that one more time, brother. Verse two: When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. See, the Gentiles have come to us. Why? But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. See. When the wicked rule, the people mourn. So because of the quality of righteous judgment that's displayed by our people, they will love to be our servants, brothers and sisters. They'll love it because this what you see today is the flip side. <laughs> Men walking around with dresses on, sisters walking around with butch haircuts and, 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 and jean, dad jeans on. This is the flip side. Men walking into women's restrooms. This this is the flip side. Either we rule over you or you can keep this right here. You can keep that. Hmm. Take that. See? And we're going to show you. Actually, read that one more time, brother. We got five scriptures we're going to close. Verse 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Now we're going to give you an example of that righteous judgment that the children of Israel would show. A clear difference between who's ruling now and who's to come. This is righteous judgment. This is equity. We're going to Deuteronomy 23 and 19. This is equity here. Deuteronomy 23 and 19. Thou shalt not lend upon usury to thy brother. Read that again, brother. Thou shalt not lend upon usury to thy brother. That means no interest on a loan, brothers and sisters. You're not allowed to gain unfair profit from a loan. The children of Israel can't charge interest. <laughs> Examine that. Now, who, who don't want that? <laughs> who don't want that, brothers and sisters? See, this is why when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. See? This is why these are the laws the children of Israel implement. 
I can't give a brother a hundred dollars and say, "All right, brother, I need a hundred and twenty back tomorrow." All right, brother. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You gave me a hundred, I give you a hundred, brother. Mm-hmm. See, so when you get that payday loan, <laughs> and they they give you another fifteen percent when you cash your check, right? See, this is righteous judgment, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Thou shalt not lend upon usury to thy brother. Usury of money, usury of victuals, usury of anything that is lent upon usury. Not even just money. No matter what it is, you can't charge interest. That's against the Bible. Israel don't deal with that, brothers and sisters. See? People would love to to be serving us. Brothers and sisters, they they would love it. They will love it. So this law served as a reminder for the children of Israel that helping those in need is something that should be done without expecting anything in return. That's what this is about, brothers and sisters. See, this is integrity. This is morality right here. This is what happens when there's righteous judgment. You know? Okay, well, I had to take a loan out for a car. You end up paying the car back 10 times. Can't do that. And this further evidence that this world is not following the law because they charge an interest on everything. They charge a tax on everything. Brothers and sisters, go to Ezekiel 18 and 8, brother. We just wanted to give some examples of righteous judgment and why the heathens would love to be ruled by us. Ezekiel 18 verse 8. He that had not given forth upon usury, neither had taken any increase, that hath withdrawn his hand from iniquity, hath executed true judgment between man and man. See, a man who don't charge, or a woman that don't charge interest, that's true judgment. He said he would set us up to execute true judgment. Examine that, brothers and sisters. This is why the people would rejoice when we rule. Because we have a law within ourselves from our God that we have to follow. I can't, if a brother call me and say, I need to borrow $20, I can't say, okay, brother, I got you. I need 30 back tomorrow, though. Can't do that. That's against the law. We hold ourselves to that higher standard. We execute the true judgment. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. He that hath not given forth upon usury, neither hath taken any increase, that hath withdrawn his hand from iniquity, hath executed true judgment between man and man. This is contractual contractual integrity, brothers and sisters. We should not exploit the poor in their distress. If somebody's getting a loan from you, they're obviously struggling. And then you're gonna you're gonna tack on some more? Bible's warning you against that. Read verse 13, brother. Verse 13. Have given forth upon usury and have taken increase. Shall he then live? He shall not live. He hath done all these abominations. He shall surely die. His blood shall be upon him. Let me show you how serious this was with the Most High God. It says a man that charge of usury, do he deserve life? No, he doesn't. The Bible's telling you. We are not to take advantage of a person in financial difficulties. Where's the integrity in that? Where's the morality in that? This is why they would love to be ruled by us, brothers and sisters. By charging interest, we're in effect de- deepening this man's debt and making him weaker <laughs> and poor in the process. This is what the Bible's telling you. This is righteous judgment. This is true judgment. 
This is contractual integrity, brothers and sisters, that you can't find anywhere else. Heathens don't do with this. Heathens just want to get the money. They don't care about you. As long as I benefit, I'm good. They would love to be ruled by us. They're going to beg to be ruled by us, brothers and sisters. Go to Deuteronomy 15 and 2, brother, and then Proverbs 29 and 18. Deuteronomy 15, verse 2. Another law that we would implement. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lendeth out unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor uh, or of his brother. Excuse me. Sorry. Read verse 1, brother, please. Verse 1. At the end of every seven years thou shalt make a release. And this is the manner of the release. So every seven years you have to forgive debt. See, examine that. That school loan, after seven years, it's done. That car loan, that house loan, after seven years, that's done. And see, they knew this because guess what? Bankruptcy is what? Chapter seven. <laughs> see, so they knew. They would never tell you this though. But they knew. They knew at one time you couldn't do this. Because the Bible's laws was over all laws. Even... Federal laws. The Bible say, listen, brother, after seven years, you have to forgive that debt. See? We would implement this. Who wouldn't... Who wouldn't love this? See? This is why we should be ruling. This is why we will rule. And this is why the, 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 the nations will love to be ruled by us because there's true righteous judgment. Read that one more time, brother, from the top. <clears throat> Verse 1. At the end of every seven years, thou shalt make a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lendeth out unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother, because it is called the Lord's release. See, so the Bible is replete with provisions showing compassion for debtors, brothers and sisters. The Bible teaches us morality that will boost our economic society. That boosts, boosts economics. Why? Because people are not in debt. People are not in debt. See, this world can't function without debt. Debt for your car, debt for your school, debt for your house. This world would crumble. This world would crumble, brothers and sisters, without this debt. They would love to be ruled by us, brothers and sisters. Because of our righteousness and judgment, all nations will salivate at the chance to serve us, brothers and sisters. Who, who, uh, so hold on. You're telling me because we're black, they don't want this? No, you know what? I'd rather be taxed under the white man than to, 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 to you know, <laughs> to get no interest from a black person. That's ignorant. Doesn't matter what color we are, brothers and sisters. Righteousness is righteousness, and they will salivate at the chance to serve us. We're going to go to Proverbs 29 and 18, and then we're going to end it at Isaiah. Proverbs 29 and 18. For there is no vision the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Read that again, brother. Where there is no vision, the people perish. See, where there's no righteousness, no judgment, where there's no vision, we're the ones with the sight, brothers and sisters. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. See? 
So these people will be happy under us, brothers and sisters. They will be happy. See? So learning to follow his law is the true source of happiness. How can they learn that from you, the children of Israel? So now they would have to come to the teachers of the law to learn this. Who's the teachers of the law? You. <laughs> you are. They don't know righteousness. How could they know righteousness? They didn't receive the law. They didn't receive the oracles. They're not Moses. They're not Abraham. They're not Paul, Peter, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. That's you. See? A heathenistic society, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Isaiah 2 and 3. Isaiah 2 verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Most High, to the house of God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways. Read that again. And he will teach us of his ways. They're going to come to Israel to be taught, brothers and sisters. And we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law. Read that again. For out of Zion shall go forth the law. Out of Israel shall go forth the law. From our land, the whole world will gain law, brothers and sisters. That's not going on. There's no law coming out of Israel right now. Why? Because there's heathens in the land. But once we're there, the whole earth will learn law through us. Can you read that from the top, brother? Verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Most High, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Most High from Jerusalem. Brothers and sisters, this day is surely coming when God's law will be established. The law will proceed out of Zion to the ends of the earth, brothers and sisters. We will arise as the teachers, as the dictators, brothers and sisters, as the executors of righteous judgment, brothers and sisters. We're actually going to read one more scripture. We're going to read Wisdom of Solomon 3 and 8, because this is the destiny of the righteous. We're going to close out. Wisdom of Solomon 3, verse 8. They shall judge the nations and have dominion over the people, and the Most High shall reign forever. Read that one more time, brother. They shall judge the nations and have dominion over the people, and the Most High shall reign forever. That's crystal clear. This is the destiny for the righteous, brothers and sisters. We will have dominion over all people. We will execute righteous judgment over all people. Brothers and sisters, in all nations will give reverence to our God. Every knee shall bow. It's upon the children of Israel to take up their responsibility to get back in line with this book and get prepared to teach the earth, brothers and sisters. We want to say, Kwam Yashar Allah. Kwam Yashar Allah.